Hello and thanks for listening to The Auto Riff. On this episode, we're going to talk to Mickey from The Thing About Cars. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. I'm joined by Mickey from The Thing About Cars. Mickey, how are you doing today? Uh, Clint, I am great. Thanks for having me today. No, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I, I really, truly enjoy your podcast. I'm glad that uh, you had reached out to me before. Uh, it allowed me a whole other podcast to listen to. Uh, so uh, kind of first question, what inspired you to do your podcast? You know, I, two things, basically. One is just a lifelong appreciation of, of cars and motors and engines and, uh, and having always been something of a shade tree mechanic, even in, in my teenage years before I was driving. And then combine that with, you know, just a friend who also shared some of the same interests. That friend is Ben. He's one of the co-conspirators that you met on the show that day. Um, ben and I were walking a scrapyard. We, we met this guy who was liquidating all the stuff in his scrapyard. Um, wow. And we thought maybe we could get some sort of rust bucket that we could renovate or, you know, restore or something like that. And, and unfortunately, there was nothing on his lot that we that we thought was, you know, everything was beyond repair. Um, but we just kept talking about cars that day. It was it was we got there at something like nine o'clock in the morning and just walked the entire yard and, and walked long enough and talked long enough that we decided to go get lunch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and just kept talking and kept talking. And eventually I looked at my watch even past lunch and it was like two or three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> when we decided that we had to stop talking about cars. <laughs> and I said, Ben, I said, Ben, we really get into it and there's no shortage of stuff to talk about. Why don't we record these conversations and have a podcast and, you know, create a podcast around the whole thing. And that's how it got started. Okay. And, and then uh, how did you get all your other hosts involved? Cause you have like, there's like five of you, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and it started off with four of us. And one of our first priorities was to work, work very hard to not duplicate uh, car talk, right? We wanted okay. to very much not to just reinvent their wheel. And, um, and so one of the first things we did was made sure we had a diverse presence of people at the mic with us. And, uh, and, and specifically that meant women, right? We, right. we, we're aware that not a whole lot of park car podcasts out there have women at the mic with them. So that was a huge priority for us. We put out a local search for folks who, uh, the way I put that initial search was, you know, if you're a woman in the cars or if you're a woman, who's just really funny, we want to talk to you. Right. And, um, and so we got, of, of some interest and now we're lucky to work with four or five folks in 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 some fashion who who are either women who aren't afraid of working on their cars or in one case a woman who's seriously into car into her cars and driving um we've we've had one woman we've worked with from time to time who who could probably quote you year model and part number for whatever you're looking for in the world of mustangs she's that she's that into mustangs um dawn is one of our current regulars Dawn, I think, is really into the style and driving and fit of cars. I, I don't know that she would be get under the hood that readily, but but she right. certainly likes to drive. Um, so we're we're very lucky to have you know a wide variety of people with us at the table, and uh, and hopefully we can you know carry that on to the next chapter of the of the podcast. If if our dreams come true, we would love to figure out how to turn that into a television show. Okay, so the, actually, one of my questions was what what do you think uh, the future of your show is? Or, or what do you hope it is? Yeah, actually, um, it, this is going to sound terrible. So t please take this with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm hoping to avoid YouTube. Okay. Uh, no. Only because all of us have full-time jobs and, and, and wrangling a weekly audio podcast and doing the audio editing myself takes all the time that I have. Yeah, totally understand uh, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so adding, you know, adding video to that adds an entire level of, of production um, 
there's an order of power that goes along with the amount of time that it would take to do video and i just don't have the bandwidth for that what i what i'm hoping we can do since we have so many active minds at the table and since there's so much car culture here in the southeast that doesn't ever get it to you know make it to air um that we can write a couple of television treatments or find the wherewithal just to film a couple pilots and pitch those instead and right. and, and and skip youtube that would be my preference um it may not work that way and it may work that way i don't know we, all we can do is give it our best shot but the but the thing i keep saying to the to the the networking world because I'm, I'm simply trying to meet people who are in the industry mm -hmm. at this point i'm just playing the networking game we, we're not ready to make a pitch yet um but the thing i keep saying is you know there there's the vast majority of what we see on the air is car culture that comes from out west right and it's yeah, absolutely it, it's you know I, I can think of two shows off the top of my head that aren't out west and one of them's in mobile alabama and the other one is in um, new orleans there's so much car culture here in and around georgia and the rest of the southeast it would be a shame not to share that and it would be a shame not to have some fun with that on uh, the way we like to have fun with it so there's a number of things we hope to 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 bring to a screen sometime that's awesome uh so Having said that, and this is kind of almost a personal question, it's not even on my list of questions. Uh, how do you go about networking? So on one of your episodes, you interviewed one of the designers of the Mazda Miata. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I recently got to do an interview with the designer of the Nissan Xterra. Ah. But that was a total, I happened to Google him and he had a website and I reached out to him. But so how do you normally reach out to people? And how do you network and how do you find these people? I think you just nailed it. I think you just find them and you drop them a line and in simplest form, that's, that's how it goes. Sometimes it, for me, it comes with a warm introduction. And so uh, I use LinkedIn quite a bit, okay. uh, especially for industry level folks. Um, you know, and I'll say, look, I need to meet someone who, you know, can, can talk about this. Who do I know in the industry or who would I know who can introduce me to that person? And then I'll just play the networking game that way with, with a similar setup. Hey, I, I produced the thing about cars. We've been recording for five years. Could I invite you to be a guest on the program? That's how it goes. Well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So getting away from uh, the podcast, who got you into cars? Oh gosh, you know, I, I want to say it was my dad, but uh, that may not entirely be true. I, I it, whoever bought me my first Hot Wheels was responsible yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I and I don't know where that interest comes from. I used to help my dad with doing minor things to his car. Um, you know, like he would do his own brake jobs and his own lube jobs back in the days when we actually had a grease gun that fed the bearings and you know all that right. business. Um, so, uh, in, in in a way, I guess it was him, but. But in a way, I think it was also simply me. I've always been that kind of person that liked to take things apart and put them back together again. So, uh, and, and, I, and I say that as this weird kind of distinction because I'm not sure I would describe my father as a car guy, right? He was a, okay. uh, a chemical engineer and he, and he knew how to work on things, but, but he did it out of just like a person doing the chores, right? As right. opposed out to a person who really, yeah. out of necessity. And, uh, and so, you know, not, not that he had the expertise and, and, and could call himself a car guy. That was not my dad. Right. Okay. Uh, I hope that yeah. answers your question. Yes. No, it does. Uh, yeah. So like my, my son loves cars and trucks, but he knows Hot Wheels. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, yeah. he actually gets cars, he tilts them and looks at the underneath part and goes, oh, it's a Hot Wheels. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, I understand that. Uh, what was your first car? My first real life car uh, was a 19. 86 Honda Civic sedan. 
Okay. And, and you're driving uh, uh, an Accord now, right? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I say unfortunately with a little tongue in cheek. It's a solid little car, uh, but uh, it's not what I think I would prefer to be driving. Right. Okay. Uh, if you could have one car back from your past, what would it be and why? Ooh. Oh, that's an excellent question. Uh, I, and I don't think I have much hesitation. I'm, I'm making myself wait just to make sure I haven't forgotten anything. But I think okay. the one car I keep going back to is a, a third generation Honda Prelude. Oh, um, yeah. Those you know, nice cars. This yeah. one was a 1988 and it was a it was just a wonderful machine. Uh, you know, it, it that car and I immediately just spoke to each other. It was uh, it was almost symbiosis. Right. It was uh, it, 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 it was just a. I didn't have to think about driving that car right. uh, as, a, as opposed to the Accord that I'm in now, where it's like, we're fighting each other all the time. And, uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I've got to say the prelude that's with hands down the car that, that I've actually owned that I would happily go back to. So I'm noticing a trend. So okay. would you consider yourself a Honda guy? Absolutely not. No, you just, just happen upon them. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time when I thought I was, you know, cause you know, having grown up in a civic and my, my, my family liked Hondas out of pure practicality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we grew up at a time when the Japanese market was starting to really outpace the American market with reliability and, uh, and the quality of their engines. But, uh, uh, and that's a whole conversation for another topic, uh, for another podcast topic, I'm sure. But, uh, uh, but, so that's, you know, we grew up with Hondas in the household. For some reason, for us, it was Hondas, not Toyotas. I'm not sure why. Um, but having now driven, a, you know, several Toyotas, uh, briefly had a Lexus, uh, a Ford, you know, every, every car company has its own merits and its own downfalls. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I just try not to have corporate loyalty out of, out of this weird place of idealism. You know, I, 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 corporate loyalties puzzle me because I think to myself, that company is not really loyal to me. Why should I extend the loyalty back to them? Right. And that's uh, a good point. Yeah. So it sounds a little bit jaded, but that's, that's where I am. Well, and especially being in the South as somebody who uh, grew up in the South uh, it's very much, you're either a Ford, a Chevy or a Dodge guy. Right. Uh, and occasionally you have the tuners, but for the most part, that's where it is. So, uh, and that, I, I grew up in that same mentality or not the, the mentality of why be loyal to them when they're not loyal to you. I totally understand that. Uh, but like my, my dad was a Dodge and Chevy guy and Fords can go F themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that, you know, it, it, it came down to me and my brother as well, that kind of same mentality. But then there are people who are vehemently Ford people, you know, and I just look at them and go, well, they circle the problem right on the front of it for you. <laughs> We actually, uh, uh, I work at Home Depot and uh -huh. we have, uh, the Ford transit, uh, box vans. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the last two weeks, I've had to take both to the Ford dealership for problems. <laughs> and I just keep telling the people that, uh, at our, in our rental department, I'm like, it just keeps throwing that I'm still a Ford code. <laughs> Well, and of course, the old, the oldest joke in the world, what does Ford stand for? Yeah, found on road dead. Yeah. Fix or repair yeah. daily. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard a joke one time. It was 98% of Fords are still on the road today. The other 2% made it home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was good. Uh, uh, so uh, weird scenario question. Mm -hmm. You have unlimited funds, but you can only buy one vehicle for the next 10 years. What would it be? 
Okay, I, one car immediately comes to mind, but I'm gonna I want to rifle through the other possibilities before I divulge okay. what that one is. Uh, so unlimited funds to buy one car that's gonna one last vehicle, ten years, and it's the only one you can have for those ten years. That's to serve all your purposes. Am I going to be responsible for the cost of repair and maintenance Absolutely during those ten years? Absolutely, you are. Yes, so I, that's I, a, yes, yeah, that's yeah. out of my pocket, not out of the unlimited funds. Okay, correct. Okay, so it's coming out of my pocket. I can spend as much money as I want on a car, but I have to insure it. I have to maintain it. I have to fuel it. Um, that makes it much more simpler. I'll go back to my original thought, which is I would get a Dodge Challenger with with one of the souped up engine packages in it. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't buy that elusive Demon or the the that whatever their top of the line is, but I might get a Dodge Challenger with some sort of scat pack option or, a, you know, nice. uh, something like that. in it. that's, that's what I keep going back to these days. Um, the very close second, it would be um, an SUV, probably. Some, yeah. yeah. An SUV of some sort. I mean, uh, might as well stick in the Dodge family and say Durango. I mean, my, yeah, sure. Why not put the Hemi <laughs> in that? I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's your take on the future uh, of automobiles being electric? Yeah, I'm, I'm very much torn on it. On the one hand, it's, it's progress. It's uh, it's the obvious next chapter for the automotive industry. Uh, there's a part of me that's going to lament the end of the internal combustion engine. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yet, you know, the future is what it is. That future is coming for us, whether we like it or not. And, and I, I'm curious to see what technological changes will come along with electric. And, and I'm curious to see how the, the romance of driving will change in the process. You know, there's a whole bunch of culture around internal combustion engines that actually shows up in songs, it shows up in videos, uh, and you don't think about it just because it's the way we live. Um, I'll be curious to see how that kind of thing changes as we go forward to purely electric. And obviously the questions are, the two major questions are, is are we going to improve battery technology and are we going to improve charging infrastructure? And those things will have everything to do with that. But Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm not sure I answered your question. Well, no, I'm, I, I feel similarly that I'm going to miss the sound of a V8. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you look at how fast the electric cars already are. Yes. And that, that's exciting in of itself. I, I, I think if you step on the throttle and it throws you back, you, you might care less what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. I think we're all going to have to get used to that. Yeah. Um, and, and like, yeah, like you said, the minute you land in the seat because you just stepped on the gas and the whole thing goes, you don't even have to shift like right. holy mackerel. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that day. Um, yeah. Uh, it, you know, we had a question that we're going to answer when the next time we record on the thing about cars, the question is what's the, what's the hybrid engine equivalent of a compression check. And, uh, and I think the short answer is it doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. So, um, but we're going to, we're going to tackle that in a little more depth in an upcoming episode of the thing about cars. Nice. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite, and I'm just adding this in cause I'm, I'm curious, what's your favorite vehicle that's been in a show hmm. that's like kind of the star of the show. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What would be your favorite? Ooh, that's a very hard choice. Um, and his kit from Knight Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was the first thought I had just because out of the, the pure, you know, uh, childish fantasy yeah. that went along with Kit. 
Um, but I recently watched a YouTube video about people who convert their Pontiacs to uh, to kits and and the the behind the scene looks yeah. the behind the scenes looks of of the of the sheer impracticality of what it means to do that. That once you make all those changes, kit then becomes a very uncomfortable car to drive. Right. Um, I don't so, care. I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but I think. Uh, I think I would have to go with the the spy who loved me Lotus Esprit, the white one with that that converted into a, a submarine. I think that's on the top of my list. Yeah, yeah. Ben, if Ben ever appears on your show, you're you're going to get him to talk nonstop about lotuses. He's very much an Anglophile. Uh, yeah. he, he's working on his second Lotus now, and nice. uh, and and just is a huge fan of all things Lotus, um, and is not really disappointed by the idea that Lotus got bought by Geely. Um, apparently Geely money is helping Lotus do some really amazing things in the world of supercar development. Right. And so it's, it's, it's something we're all keeping an eye on. Money's money, right? That's right. <laughs> okay. Last question has nothing to do with cars. Sure. You ready? And only because you did it to me with the ice yes. cream question. <laughs> <laughs> so yet you could have one meal for the whole year. What is it? Oh my goodness. One meal for the whole year. Yeah. You have to have it every meal. Every day, breakfast, lunch, every and day, dinner. every day. Hmm. This is a very hard question, Clint. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I kind of want to say sushi, but I don't know if I could do sushi three times a day every day. Ooh. I think I, I could because you can change the sushi. That now, okay, now that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. All right, so I may come back to sushi. My other thoughts were pizza just because i'm a complete slut for all things pizza i just had pizzas yeah yep yep <laughs> um and, and and then i thought briefly okay not just pizza but let's add pasta or something like that in there just because it's comfort food and uh but i i think i'm i like the logic of being able to change up sushi so let's let's say sushi right okay all right yeah good choice <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if everybody else listening will agree but i agree Sushi's i know what i'm doing choice. for dinner tonight yeah yeah <laughs> My wife will let me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, thanks again, Mickey, for coming on. Yeah. Uh, do you want to plug your podcast real quick before we sign off? Sure. We are The Thing About Cars. Our website is thethingaboutcars.com. And you can find The Thing About Cars on, well, basically any place you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. I believe we're on um, Stitcher and Pandora. Oh. Pandora. Okay. That's the one. So yeah. And, and we welcome questions and guest suggestions. We, uh, we just tend to have a lot of fun laughing behind the mic. So, so please do join us. And, uh, and Clint, if you're ever in the Atlanta area, please ring me up. We'll go get some sushi. Absolutely. I don't like driving through Atlanta. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we'll time it correctly. Anybody so. driving through Atlanta, you want to take, was it the 275 that goes around it? It's 285, but yes. 285, yes. Please take that around it. Do not take the 75 straight through. Do not. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible idea. Right. Unless you're going through it like two in the morning. No, yeah. <laughs> Which I've done. <laughs> oh, man. How did you do that? Okay, we need to talk about that some other time. Okay. Thank you, Clint. Thanks for having <laughs> thank, me. Thank you for coming on. Thanks again for listening to the Auto Riff. Did you know that for the low, low price of nothing a day, you can share this show with your friends and help the show grow? That's right. It'll cost you nothing. That's so much cheaper than any amount of money. Help the show out by liking and subscribing on YouTube and leaving a review for the podcast. Thank you again and keep the rubber side down.